is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Well, hello. We are back for segment number two on today's show. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler here, Steelers Nation Radio, as we keep rolling inside Steelers Blitz, baby. And all the power Greg and power grid and mega watts out there. I almost had a tongue twister right there thinking about how much I've missed y'all. Just wanted to let you know that we do miss y'all greatly. We, we appreciate do. y'all continuing to tune in with us. We Even do. though we can't do it in a live sense, we always feel your presence. So with that being said, y'all keep rocking with us. We always keep rocking with y'all. But Wes, <laughs> getting back to, you know, the Russell Wilson Hall, the the, mm-hmm. the multiple first round picks, second round picks. Yeah, we got to spend a few rounder. more minutes on this. Absolutely. Multiple draft picks. I mean... Is he the caliber of quarterback that is worth that, though? Because as much as we talk about some of these other young studs, the Joe Burrows, the Justin Herberts, the Patrick Mahomes, I mean, those are guys that we're going to face this year. Those are guys that you have to face if you want to go to the confetti game. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, I mean, all of these teams, all of these guys we're naming have either proven that they are those guys in terms of being franchise caliber quarterbacks, MVP, Super Bowl champions, and Super Bowl MVPs. I just don't know if being patient and waiting to get lucky in the draft or hoping that a quarterback can develop to that caliber is the right move. That, that's the part where I just I, yeah. I, I just I, no, I get fair. hung up on it in a sense, you know? And maybe, you know, certainly uh, my view is skewed because – the only time in my lifetime that the Steelers have drafted a first-round quarterback, or at least you know, since I wasn't in diapers, <laughs> it, it worked out pretty. It worked out pretty well for him. Eighteen years, mm-hmm. two Super Bowls, future Hall of Famer. I mean, you know the fairy tale. You know the drill. Mm-hmm. That, I also realize that we've got some recent examples of quarterbacks leaving their organizations, whether it be a free agency style like Tom Brady, whether it be via trade like Matthew Stafford, um, even beforehand Peyton Manning. And, you know, I, I, I see that that has, there's, there's been success with teams doing that over the years. I just, I, I, here's what I keep coming back to. It's the old adage, right, of like, if you're at the dance, okay, Arthur Motes, you know, you're at the high school dance, college dance, you're moving, you're shuffling, you're shaking your, you're shaking your hips, you're moving your feet, and all your boys have a girlfriend or they have a dancing partner or whatever it may be, but you're just there by yourself, all of a sudden, you know, everyone looks a little bit better. It looks a little bit prettier, you know, nicer hair, better smile. Because you might just have a little desperation. You might be lonely. You might have had your heart broken. You're seeing all your all your friends are in relationships, and you want that too. That's the line that I toe between true love and desperation, right? And I just I I I don't want to. Maybe that's like the I think that's kind of like the the biggest difference. You've been there before. You've been in the quarterback wasteland. You right. I haven't. I haven't tasted that heartbreak. I haven't felt that desperation. And that's why I think maybe I'm just a a little bit more cautious as well, too. And obviously, part of this as well is my 31 years of life 
being a Pittsburgher and a Yenzer, being a Steeler fan, I've seen the team operate with patience. I've seen the team operate a certain way and have a lot of success doing so. And I think my, you know, my environment in in, in that way kind of shaped me there too. And and maybe I just have more trust for the Steelers than than some do in this regard because they haven't burned me yet couple of things so first off i like the fact that you emphasize old because that analogy proves that that thought process is a little archaic because (laughs) at the end of the day you know what the difference is between your friends who go out there and have a girl or they go find someone at the dance and the person that is saying hey i'm not going to be desperate you know the difference is well the friends are going to be you know not lonely and the person that's you know oh i'm not desperate i I don't need that person i don't do that they're going to be the lonely ones at the end of the night so I don't know about you. I don't want to be lonely. Nobody wants to be lonely. See, Come be, on I'll now. I'll be lonely for a couple nights if it means I find my true love. But you're going to keep going out there being lonely every single night. And then you're going to look up and say, man, how did a couple of nights turn into a couple of seasons turn into I'm 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 the best man at everybody's wedding, but I don't have my own wedding. That, that's always, what that turns always into. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Uh, absolutely. So I, I, I hear that part, but I just strongly disagree with yeah. that part. Yeah. And when I think of the sense of, hey, man, I've only known the Steelers doing it this way. I've only known the Steelers, you know, being patient. No, you don't. They weren't being patient. They already had their franchise quarterback. Sure, sure. That is the difference. When you already have a franchise quarterback, yeah, you can operate with the most patience in the world because you have the most important piece. But right now, what don't we have? The most important right now, piece. we don't have the most important piece. So when we <laughs> when we come in here with this adage of, oh yeah, we could just you know take our time, or we could be patient because we've always been patient. Hey, we don't need to worry about drafting receivers. We draft receivers. We, we make receivers over here. This is Pittsburgh, where we made them with who? We were patient with who? This model of hey, build through the draft, take your time, worked because we had who? Yeah. And that's, to me, the part that I do think a lot of people are overlooking. And we say we're okay with being patient. But we've seen, just in the recent history, with Steeler Nation, we're not okay with being patient. Oh, people are going okay. to be pulling their okay hair with, next year. We're not okay with mediocrity. Most, we're most, not let, o- let the Broncos like win that really difficult division, and everyone's mm-hmm. going to be like, that could have been us. All we had to do was trade for Russell Wilson. <laughs> And, and, and why shouldn't they? That's all I'm saying. I, I, I don't fault them for that. that that's my thing because it's like eventually, man, you're, you're looking up and you're saying we're patient, we're patient, we're patient. Not this year, we'll get to next year. But then you know what happens next year? Well, hey, man, we actually won too many games. So now we're asking ourselves, well, do you move up for a CJ Stroud? Do you move up for, for a, a Bryce Young? And then as we've seen numerous years now, there's no guarantee those guys come in and ever pan out. Right. But then we say, all right, you know, we'll get to the next year. It's like, all right, well, who's this guy? Who are we going to talk up? This, I mean, because think about how we talked up with Malik Willis to this point now. Think about how Kenny Pickett is talked about now. That is desperation, right? We don't think that any of those guys come in in day one are the the difference makers on the franchise. And, oh, man, this makes a surefire, you know, a a surefire team in the division. Contender, yeah. Right. But I'm just saying to myself, it's like, man, so if we don't even believe that these guys to the, are to that level, we're having to talk ourselves into those guys because at one point in time, me and you both, we're like, man, I don't want a Malik Willis. I don't want a Kenny Pickett. 
I don't want a Matt Corral. We we all said that. I don't want to have and to now, learn with a rookie. Yeah. Exactly. And now think about how we're to the point where we're like, man, all right, we got to figure out something because we're, we're not as confident in Mason. We, who, who can we bring in here? That's the part where I just say, man, why deal with that year after year potentially when you can go out there and solve that? You can go get your solution now. I just don't see the, the, the purpose in waiting at times when you can go out there and find that solution. Even though it's going to cost more, you know what you're getting when you spend with that. No, listen. I don't like you right now because you're making very good points. <laughs> and Tom Petty did say that the waiting is the hardest part, all right? I forget what album that was on. <laughs> Damn the torpedoes, maybe. Um, you know, you, you're making great points. You are. I, I'll say this. I'll say this. I think the Steelers have a concrete plan at what they want to do at quarterback. I do. I don't think it ever included trading for an Aaron Rodgers or trading for a Russell Wilson. Maybe it's free agency. Maybe it's the you know maybe their their tune changed on a Pickett or a Malik Willis. You and I have pointed out for a year now they've been intrigued by Sam Howe for a long time, like well before Very this season. Well before this Very season true. started. I. I don't know. I believe me. I know part of me is being naive, and I'm I'm being uh, a little too lenient. But I, I I do believe that they've had a concrete plan at quarterback that did not include let's go out and make a big splash. And I think we'll know that plan here shortly. I mean, we, I'm trying to sound like I'm some like predictor of the future. We're going yeah, to know that I'm plan shortly. I was like, man, we're going to get this plan. And well, how we're going to find concrete? out. We're going to find out. We're going to find out soon because yeah. free agency. Yeah. If it's the yeah. first or second day of free agency, and they sign a Jameis Winston, or they sign a Mitch Trubisky, or they sign a Marcus Mariota, we'll know that that wasn't something they just woke up and decided to do. That yeah, was very true. Very that true. was that was planned. Um, if if it is pick twenty in the draft, if as you and I have discussed, you know they move up, like not move up into the top ten, but they move up to pick sixteen, they move up to pick seventeen, just a few. Got to be in front of the Saints, yeah. In, in front of the Saints, yeah. You, maybe you swap with the Eagles with one of those, and you you throw in another, you know, day two pick or something, just to move up three spots in the draft and get Malik Willis or get whoever it is you think. Um, I do think that they have a plan now. Listen, I'm not going to sit here. I ain't going to do that trust the process thing, speaking of Philly. Uh, right? I was about to say, come on now. I know you're a Philly lover. I know you can't help it. You can't help it. But it's – it, because you – you you and it's Motos Wednesday, so you are the one asking the questions here. That hypothetical that you laid out at the end of last segment, two right. first-round picks, some other picks as well, too. Mason, Mason Rudolph, Stephon Mason Rudolph, Tewitt, Stephon Tewitt, Pat Fryermuth. Pat Fryermuth. Are Pat you Fryermuth. making that trade yeah. for, for Russell Wilson today? Honestly, man, I think I would. Yeah. Just because I know if I have him, that's the biggest thing off my plate. It is. You, I know you've he's got young. Your, you've got your chest piece, I, you know. Right. He, he, he's a proven force multiplier. He's a Super Bowl champion. He comes with a certain level of pedigree. He also does what to free agents? Attractive. The same thing that Tom Brady did when Tom Brady went to Tampa. What did we say? We joked. We said, man, everybody was trying to go to Tampa, taking crazy deals below the market. You're like, man, how did you get this guy for a million? How did you get this guy for, for two million? How are these guys that should be going out and, and commanding multiple millions signing to you guys on, on prove-it deals 
when they've already proven themselves? The answer was Tom Brady. So to me, when I think of Russell Wilson, when I think of Aaron Rodgers, I say, man, those are the same caliber guys. They're just like a Pat Mahomes. They're just like a Josh Allen where guys say, hey, you know what? I'll go there for cheap. I'll go there and play with that guy because I think he's that good and he can help me get a ring because we talked about the premium on Super Bowl rings now. And when I think of that, I say, man, yeah, you lose those players for Russell Wilson. Yes, you lose out on those draft picks. But as we talk about with the draft, it's a crapshoot every single it year. It is. But, but what you don't lose out on when you bring in a Russ is that guy that probably would have cost seven to ten million coming to you for, you know, three to Six. five million. That, that guy that, you know, the, the, those guys that usually cost 12, they're signing for nine. That's the difference. Or those guys that should be signing for fives and sevens or signing for ones and twos, twos and threes. To me, that is more of a proven commodity. You know, I put more of a premium on free agent signings than draft picks because free agents are guys that have already done it. These are guys that have already proven they could play at this level, whereas with draft picks, it's still speculation. Granted, yes, we can scout the heck out of them, but there's no guarantee that guys are going to come in and be great. If that's the case, Baker Mayfield would have already, you know, had two MVPs by now. Get him. But there's just no guarantee on that, regardless of where guys drafted at. And for for me to expect that Mason Rudolph to have less pedigree than a Baker Mayfield in this sense, just talking about where those two guys were drafted at, but to expect to have more success than where Baker was already at, like to me – it just seems like a, a little bit more of a stretch or yep. to think that yep. a Malik Willis or, or, or Kenny Pickett or any of these other guys could do those type of things, could attract those type of free agents. To me, I just don't believe it. And that is the part where I get that, that disconnect with, sure. you know, the way that it's run in terms of being a little bit patient in terms of trusting the process, because that is how you expedite the process. That is mm. how you not only expedite it, but you do it in an efficient way. You bring in that talent, and it helps you win. We've seen that. Think about what the Rams have done. We've seen that. Oh, yeah. Now, the Rams, now, now granted, the Rams spent a little bit more, but we've seen how guys wanted to go there. Yeah. We've seen how, man, it's like, yo. Same with Taylor. Hey, hey, take me there. Take me there. I want to go. Trade me. Let's go. I'll go there. And that's the part for me where I say, man, just because you give up a ton in terms of players and in terms of draft picks, you're still going to have a residual income coming back from that guy because of who he is yeah no that's that's a great point by you it absolutely is while it might cost you a whole it costs you more front front. front. you you can you can save on the back end with with your ability to to recruit guys and get them to come a little bit less and 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 do that whole thing no that's it's a very good point by you again i don't like you right now because you're making good points oh man come on now (laughs) um i'll tell you what though i'll be very interested to see what the reaction is like if if people would want to do that that hypothetical deal that yeah. we just I, this it would be it would be more fun I think it would be maybe be more fair if we would have seen a full Stefan to it last year. Yeah, I agree. But he but, was coming off of a Pro Bowl season prior but, to the. It, and the only reason I said him in the trade is because I do feel like he is still in that same caliber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Shelby Harris, right? They're not all pros just yet, but they're still really good players. Like those guys you want in your team. And to be fair, Noah Fant is more advanced in his career for as Pat than, than Pat Fryer. So, right so maybe that maybe that balances out a little bit there as well yeah. too now that I'm that I'm thinking about it out loud. I, I I'm I'm very interested though. I I think Steeler Nation is split on this. Like I think I think 
half the people wanted the Steelers to go out and get a Rodgers, get a Russell Wilson, get you know, get one of these stud quarterbacks that you can you know you can bring in right away and and initially will make you uh, a contending team. I think the other half of Steeler Nation, you know, wants to bite the bullet for a year if they have to and 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 kind of reset and start to rebuild this thing and then go get your guy when you feel like you're ready and honestly I can I can see it from both perspectives I really can because we've seen both team we we've seen teams take those two separate approaches and have success like the Kansas City Chiefs right because we we've talked a lot about how the Rams and how and how Tampa did it the Kansas City Chiefs I know I know you remember this for for like 3 years people were saying you guys got to upgrade on Alex Smith. Hey, what are you doing? You got a great team, but you're never going to win anything with Alex Smith. You got Arthur Motes and Chris Boswell coming to your house. And they're doing nothing but kicking field goals in a playoff game and they're beating you. You got to go get an upgrade on Alex Smith. And they were patient about it and they waited until the Andy Reid waited till he had his guy was Patrick Mahomes and, and he got him and he and he sat him for a season and then they unleashed him upon the world and he threw 500 touchdowns and won the MVP and took his team to the overtime of the AFC Championship game. I think Steelers Nation is split amongst those camps of go get the guy now and be patient and wait and build it up and then, you know, time to attack when when you when you think you've got the guy identified. But, but can I pause you can I pause you for a second though? Sure. The difference in that scenario is this. Alex Smith was still a proven winner. Well, that's true. He had already taken a team deep into a postseason in San Fran. He's better than Super what Wolf, the Steelers I remember correctly. have on the roster right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, he had already taken Kansas City to multiple playoff appearances. Remember, when we beat them in the division, he was their starting quarterback. He led them to the bye. Mason hasn't done anything close to that just yet. It's fair. So it's it's a lot easier, but it's a lot easier to be patient and trust that process when you're winning and you're in the postseason. I don't necessarily think that our version of patience is going to equate to uh, postseason, postseason, postseason. And that's what the Chiefs were experiencing. Remember, the Chiefs weren't losing. They just couldn't beat the, the big arms when it became time in the postseason. And that was where they really struggled at. But right. they still would light it up during the regular season. They were still securing top seeds every season. They were either the two seed, three seed. They were Winning always in that conversation. Titles. Yeah. Right. So for me, when I think of Mason, I don't view him in that caliber of Alex Smith. I don't. So if I don't view him or Haskins there just yet, why do I think that we can replicate that type of model or we can reference that model when we still don't have a quarterback no, of fair. that caliber? Because he was still with a top 15 quarterback. Alex, uh, Alex Smith yeah. was still a top 15 guy during then. He yeah, was like the version of Ryan Tannehill. He was, he was probably in the early teens, you know, 13, yeah. 14, 15, some reason around there, somewhere around there. Their version of Ryan Tannehill, I think that, that's a yeah. great example. No, you're right. That's, that's fair because we don't have an Alex Smith on the roster. I don't know if you could say maybe you could go out and get one in the next couple weeks. I don't know about that. Um right. <laughs> Maybe maybe you call Green Bay and say, "Hey, uh, Jordan yeah. Love. So, what are we doing with Jordan Love here? That'd be that'd be something I'd be very interested to know if I could, you know, like right. do the truth serum thing. How the Steelers evaluate Jordan Love when he came out of college? Honestly, man, I do not remember. Like, you know what I mean? Because like, remember, if, he was if, he was the surprise guy. Yeah, but right. If they but, like him a lot, now you might pick up the phone. He's definitely cheaper. <laughs> definitely, he's definitely cheaper. He's, uh, you know, a, a former first round draft pick. Yeah, there's, listen, that's the thing, too. You know, I, like, this still doesn't have to be, you, you didn't get Aaron Rodgers. 
You didn't get Russell Wilson. This still doesn't have to be boring, though, right? Like the Steelers could oh, still. Oh no question. Yeah. The Steelers could do still do something exciting. You know, all the. Free I mean, Jordan Love names. is an interesting name, though. That is an interesting name that you bring up. Yeah, so all the free agent I mean, names. Jordan Pettigrew, Love. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, oh. Let me. Okay, so let's let's do let's do the hypothetical Uh-oh. then. No, don't you do that. Don't you do that. Don't you do that. No, don't Jordan, start that. Jordan, <laughs> Jordan Love. Jordan Love or Jameis Winston. Well, for me, I would still go Jameis solely because I know Jameis is proven. And LASIK Jameis was looking good in New Orleans prior to the ACL. He was still showing that big arm. He was still showing the accuracy and the touchdowns, but he had cut down those interceptions. That's the only thing for me I think is different. Yeah. But obviously with Jordan Luck, he is what today's NFL is going to be. Mobility. Guys that can throw, guys that can run. you got to have the mobility, and he possesses that. But we also have to remember that what about him? He is raw. That was one of the reasons why it was like, man, if you're going to draft for Jordan Love in the first round, you want him to sit. You want him to take some time, kind of like the Trey Lance conversation. So with Jordan Love, I still would view him as a higher inversion of anybody that we're drafting in this year's draft because he still hasn't proven himself just yet. Right. The the, the one game we saw was a small sample size. That deal. Yeah, absolutely. So you're going to have to evaluate him in an expedited manner. So you're looking at maybe two years you know, before you have to make that decision on the fifth year option, obviously. So that's the only thing with him that would kind of make me a little bit hesitant, but he would make it interesting. Oh, you he know would it. definitely make it interesting. Having him in the quarterback room would definitely make it interesting, man. It's 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 gonna be interesting. Mm. We're we gonna mm-hmm. see how it all plays out here real 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 soon. Well, ain't that the truth? But that's only one side of this ball. And, you know, I personally don't like to always spend this time love talking, talking about, about offense solely. Today, there also happened to be an all-pro Super Bowl champion linebacker that became available. Eight-year vet, Bobby Wagner, mm. was released today, man. Unreal. Released from the Seahawks. Now, I'm not really surprised because, I mean, when you think about him coming in with Russ. 2012 draft class, that's all they've known. That's all they've done. I mean, he's been the steady Eddie on the defense side, and Russ has been the steady Eddie on the offensive side. So to see, you know, Russ leave, it's like, man, I can see him simply being like, hey, man, you know, you traded my brother. Can I go too? (laughs) Or just, you know, the Seahawks saying, hey, man, we're trying to clean house. We're trying to do a a different mode, a rebuild in a sense, man, get younger. So I can understand that. But either way, with him being available, he is one of those proven commodities. He is one of those three-down rare linebackers. Mm-hmm. A guy that is physical against the run, a guy that can cover the elite tight ends, a true leader, a proven veteran, a Super Bowl champion. I mean, he checks every single box. Yes, he does. Yes. So it makes he me does. it makes me ask you. I mean, how do you feel about him potentially? Oh, I love it. Um I, I don't because listen. We we have money. We have cash on deck. That's what they that's what they say around here. That's the young folks. I got cash on cash deck. on deck. Um, Come on now. You you and I have we've talked about this man. Like, there's a few linebackers from the last decade or so, and and off ball linebackers. All right. So I don't mean I don't mean mm-hmm. edge edge guys like TJ. I'm right, talking, right. talking classic linebackers. There's a few guys that over the history of this show we bring up their names, and you and I both start to swoon. Right. We love Uh-oh. to talk about we love to talk about Patrick Willis. All right. Oh, hey, hey, hey. We and Mr. Five Deuce. Oh, hey, hey. We've enjoyed some Luke Keekley conversation on the show before. Bob Bobby Wagner is 
incredible. And I mean, I'm not being hyperbolic when I say that. Bob Bobby Wagner is incredible. Every season of his career in the NFL, over 100 tackles. I mean, the numbers are just ridiculous. Last year, he missed a game and had 170 bleeping tackles. Like, it's 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 just ridiculous. Major gets, productivity, he gets, man. He gets, he Major productivity. Sa- yeah, he gets a few sacks every year. He gets a couple interceptions. He forces fumbles. And he's still only 31 years old. I mean, Arthur Motes, every every year except for one since 2016, he's been an All-Pro. I mean, how could I not be interested in this guy? I mean, every year, think about that. Every year since 2016, except for one, he's been an All-Pro. He's he, he, he is. I, I for me, it's him and Patrick Willis in terms. If you even want to consider them the same generation, because Patrick Willis has been retired almost for five yeah. years now. But those those are the two finest linebackers. Again, off-ball linebackers. Um, I think of of the last ten years. And again, he's only thirty-one years old. Yeah, we've talked about the middle middle of the field at nauseum for the last what ever since two thousand and eighteen. We've talked absolutely about ever since Ryan Shazier has has not been with the Steelers anymore. Um, yeah, this is this is one of those pick up the phone and at least kick the tires type things. Cam Hayward was tweeting like, no way they just released Bobby Wagner. Hey, Cam, hey, get on it, buddy. Pick up the phone, call up Bobby. How you doing? Hey, Pittsburgh, it's a lot like Seattle. It just doesn't rain as much. Well, and I mean, I even look at, you know, what the Seahawks are saving in the sense of it was like a 16.6 million in salary cap space for him. I just asked myself, man, what is his price? You know, what, what, what would we be willing to spend not, for not him? Cheap. I mean, yeah, because we talk about us having a plethora of money this year. And we said that, hey, man, if we're going to have this money, we want to utilize it. Now, whether that be spending it on a big name quarterback like we discussed earlier on the show. And if we said, OK, if we don't do that, well, we need to splurge on everything else around. Right. Bobby Wagner, to me, falls into that category of splurge. Yeah. Now. My only concern, though, goes back to what we just talked about with the Russell Wilson situation. Even though we would probably be able to pay him a lot more than some of these other teams, would he take less to go play for a team that he Mm. views as a legitimate contender because of the quarterback versus him saying, oh, yeah, I would come here for more money, but I don't believe in Mason Rudolph. Right. That's, That's the part that makes me a little leery about it. And he's made good money in his career, and he's he's a Super Bowl champion. Um, he's been to another Super Bowl before. I mean, he's he's done it all. He's all pro, all these things. Um, yeah, no, that's 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 a great point by you. The one thing I will say is, you, you could you could release Joe Schobert, you could cut Joe Schobert, you'd save eight million dollars against the cap. You could use that money plus some more to get Bobby Wagner. But I I, I think you're right. I mean, if I'm him. I've got a short list of teams that I think can win the Super Bowl in the next year or two, and, and that's where I'm going. But hey, you gotta pick up the phone and at least try. You gotta at least gotta at least kick the tires. Hey, listen, man, I'm calling him and say, hey, hey, Bobby. I know you were supposed to get 16-3 from the from, from the Seahawks. I get that. I get that. And I know your boy Rush just went over to Denver. Mm. You're looking at there saying, hey, you know what, man? I can pull up to y'all, man. For you know, I'll go for 14. I, I know you're saying that. I know, I know, I know. It's you know, Buffalo. They might call you. Baltimore might call you. Cincinnati might call you. I mean, anybody that's looking to just bring in your 
type of talent, which is pretty much every pretty much team everyone. in the NFL. I know you know how you pick up the litter, but could I interest you in 18, you know? Because I do think you might have to overpay sure. to get a guy like him to say no to some of these other teams with proven commodities. And that's the thing that you kind of deal with when you don't have the marquee draw at quarterback. Right. No, you, you, you're Would you be willing to right. overpay for a So would you be willing to overpay for a Bobby Wagner type? Not even a Bobby Wagner type for Bobby Wagner, period. <laughs> because yeah. he is available. This is it's no longer hypothetical. This is legitimate. As long as you could as long as you could front load the guaranteed money, yes. You you get what I'm saying? As as long as you could mm-hmm. front load the guaranteed money, yes. Because like you've kind of pointed out, the defense needs to lead the way this season. They need to get back to being the elite unit that they were in twenty nineteen and for parts of twenty twenty. Yeah. And I think it could just do so much for that defense. You're going to have an influx of young guys on that defense. You just are. you got to figure out what's going on with Devin Bush. You're going to need to reinforce the defensive line a little bit. And you and I have discussed on this show how, other than Minka Fitzpatrick, you got a lot of questions in your secondary as well, too. This would solve a lot of those problems. This would bring in another Cam Hayward-type accomplished veteran in in the locker room. If you could get it with the guaranteed money, Right, that you know, if if it's two years from now and he's thirty three or thirty four and he's not quite the same player, you can cut him without too much of a cap penalty. Yes, I would, I would, air quotes, overpay. But if he wants crazy guaranteed money to to go to a team that he sees as not an instant Super Bowl contender, then I then I might just have to walk. <sighs> you're asking the you're asking the heavy questions. Well, you know, it's one of those days. It wasn't a lot going on today in the league, so I didn't really have anything for us to talk about. And I was like, you know, I, I guess we could spend a little time on it. I guess I could push back, you know, what I had planned for us to discuss. So it's okay. It's okay. But I do agree, though. I do feel like, man, a Bobby Wagner, you know, he is a guy that you overpay for in a sense if that's what it takes to get him here. What's the purpose of having money if you're not going to utilize it when you need it the most? It's true. If if the the most expensive quarterback that we could have acquired is off the market right now in terms of Aaron Rodgers, and the next most expensive quarterback that we could have tried to acquire is off the market now in terms of Russell Wilson, well, we know we, by rule of the NFL CBA, cannot take this money with us to next season. We're going to have to spend it. Well. I look at Bobby Wagner, I say, if not him, then who? Yeah. If we're not picking up the phone and we're not trying to make him in the, you know, words of, uh, I'm drawing a blank on my man's name. Oh, my goodness. Oh, from the Godfather, Lord have mercy. Anywho, you have to make him an offer that he can't refuse. <laughs> I was about to say Luca Brasi. Not Luca Brasi, come on, baby. But anywho. I just feel like you have to make him an offer that he can't refuse. I feel like you have to call him up and say, man, what does it take to get you to Pittsburgh? What yeah. does it take? And this is Coach Tom. What does it take to get you here? Right. Because he is one of those guys that I do feel like elevates this defense. And if you elevate the defense, we can go back maybe to that 2019 model right. where we were being carried by our defense while the quarterback was developing, while the running game was in a little bit of a transition. Now, granted, our offensive line was better that season than it is right now, but 
either way, we think about how dominant our defense was and how it got us out of stadiums. Bobby Wagner is the type of guy when you put him with yeah. the TJ Watt, when you put him with the level. Cam Hayward, you put him with the Minka Fitzpatrick, he does that. He 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 puts you back in that conversation and it makes it more legitimate. <sighs> but he's definitely pricey. He ain't cheap. Pricey. Hey, you pay for what you get. Mm-mm-mm. <sighs> so are we gonna pay for that? Final, <sighs> final answer. Yes or no? Final answer. Come on. Well, I'm going to say no because I think he's going to want to go elsewhere. And as you said that, I finally remember my guy's name, Michael Corleone. Holy cow. I can't ah, believe it took Don me out I, was, I was so drawn a blank. I'm like, bro, why am I tripping? Why can't I not remember my man's name? It's because it's Bobby Wack. He took all my attention. He took, all <laughs> your, he took your breath away. <laughs> he, he took all my attention. I was just thinking of the sight of seeing Bobby next to a young Devin Bush and him developing Devin, showing Devin how to improve. Oh, man, it got me excited. But <laughs> we'll save that for another day. Because when we come back, we are dropping our first Pittsburgh Steelers mock draft from the Steelers Blitz. Yes, indeed. So with that being said, you do not want to miss this. This is Arthur Motes and Wesley Euler on Steelers Nation Radio. <laughs> 